Hey, it's good to see you today. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. Thank you for joining us for our Journey Through Scripture. And this is our Thursday edition. And we are going to be looking at Luke chapter 13 through 18, and also a little bit of Matthew chapter 18. Um, so uh, this is a little bit longer than we normally uh, do, but we're going to go ahead and uh, finish out this part in, in Luke. This is kind of, again, the transition. Jesus is now moving from Galilee. He's headed towards Jerusalem for the final time. And uh, there, these are lots of teachings that he did on the way. Um, so starting in uh, chapter 13 um, of, of Luke, um, it starts off pretty, uh, pretty hot. <laughs> Jesus says, they were present of the season, some who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered them and said, do you suppose these Galileans were worse sinners than other Galileans? Because they suffered such things, I tell you no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Same thing, there was a, a tower in Siloam that fell and, uh, and killed 18 people. Do you think they were worse sinners than other people? He says, no. And he says, repent or you likewise will perish. So, you know, this obviously uh, also is an indication that Pilate um, did have uh, Galileans killed. Um, he, he was a, a, a Roman ruler who, who kept the peace however he see, uh, deemed fit. And um, Jesus is basically using this as an opportunity to say, everyone needs to be ready. You don't know when your time is up. Um, and you need to repent that, or, or you likewise will perish, right? So Jesus is really starting to hammer that truth home that repentance is necessary. Talks about the, the fig tree, that if it is not uh, bearing fruit, um, that it will be uh, pulled up and tossed out. Um, but then there's, there's the opportunity for it to be fertilized and watered. Um, but then if it still doesn't produce, eventually it will be tossed out. Um, then you have a, a, a miracle where Jesus um, heals a, a woman who had an infirmity, but of course it was on the Sabbath. So people get, got really upset. The synagogue leader, this verse 14 of chapter 13, I, I thought this is interesting. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. Um, because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. Um, the, the fact that these religious leaders were so focused on their own rules and, and how they interpreted them and the, the righteousness that they had created for themselves, they became indignant even when Jesus healed someone of an infirmity. Right? And Jesus uses an uh, interesting example. He said, how many of you uh, take and water your animals on the Sabbath, which is technically work and shouldn't be done? But all of you do that. Right? You care more about your animals than you do about this woman. And uh, I thought, thought that's interesting for our time today as well. Um, then in Luke chapter 13, um, well, We've been in 13, continuing in Luke chapter 13, uh, starting in verse 22. Um, he, Jesus asks a question, says, Lord, are there few who are saved? This is where Jesus says uh, that narrow is the way. Um, he said to them, verse 24, strive to enter through the narrow gate, through, 
for many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able. Um, and so there's, he's indicating again that this following him, being a disciple, is not easy. It doesn't just happen. Just because you were born a Jew doesn't, doesn't mean that you may be going through the narrow gate. Um, that's, that's kind of what it seems Jesus is, is saying here. Um, and uh, he, he really is starting to emphasize um, the importance of repentance, of turning and following him, not just relying on where you were born, who you were born to, um, not just relying on going to church. Um, no, it, it's about a re- entering into a relationship with him and being a follower uh, of, of Christ. Um, he also uh, takes time here. I uh, thought it was interesting. Some of the Pharisees came to him saying, uh, get out, don't go to Jerusalem. Um, but Jesus says, um, I, I am going to Jerusalem, even though I know Herod wants to kill me. Um, he, and then Jesus laments over Jerusalem. Um, then you have chapter 14, uh, where Jesus again healed somebody, uh, on the Sabbath, um, and, uh, said, uh, he took them, healed him and let him go. Then he answered them, which of you having a donkey or an ox that has fallen into a pit will not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day. And they could not answer him regarding these things because they knew the answer. They of course would. And so the fact that they were trying to condemn Jesus because he was healing people on the Sabbath is is cynical to the highest degree. Um, then Jesus talks about humility, taking the, the lowly place, talks about going into a banquet um, rather than just going and sitting at the um, place of honor, sit at the lowly place. And then uh, you may be asked to move up, but, but don't just expect to be honored. Don't seek honor. Um, uh, allow others to, to give that to you. Um, then there's the, the parable of, of this, the supper, uh, that the master provides a supper and then invites people and all these people who he knew um, just made excuses not to come. So he becomes very answer, uh, angry and he says, okay, let, let everybody in. Um, and it's kind of a, another one of those uh Allusions to the fact that, okay, just because you're uh, born in uh, into uh, Abraham's family, um, guess what? You have to still choose to come in. You have to choose to come and partake uh, of the of the meal. Um, Jesus is is definitely warning of this, um, and uh, the the religious leaders aren't liking it. That's for sure. Um, then in, uh, continuing in verse uh, chapter 14, starting in verse 25, talks about basically l- leaving all to follow Christ, of, of knowing what the cost is before you begin. And he uses a, a very difficult for us to understand um, many times because he says you may hate your brother uh, or your, your father, your family. You must follow me. What is he saying? He's saying your loyalty is is to Christ and to Christ alone. Is he saying not to, that your family's not important? No. Um, in fact, just the opposite. The family is extremely important, but following Christ even supersedes that. Um, and he also gives the undeniable truth, especially in that day. Now, we um, 
in the past haven't had to deal with this much. Very few families would kick you out if you started following Jesus. That would have happened back then. That happens today in other countries. Um, Imagine growing up in Iran um, and uh, converting to Christianity. You will get kicked out of your family. Um, That's what Jesus is saying. This is a reality. He's he's preparing you for the reality of what will happen. To me, that is very compassionate and loving. Um, He doesn't just uh, send us in blind um, whenever we choose to follow him. Uh, But for us today, we have had it so easy and so comfortable um, that we just take for granted that we can follow Christ without really giving up much. Those days may be coming to an end, um, but you need to recognize that he calls us to a higher level uh, of devotion, um, one that supersedes uh, even our family. Um, so that, that's a very tough teaching that Jesus uh, is giving. Um, Matthew 18 uh, has the parable of the lost uh, sheep, also Matthew 15, where Jesus is concerned about the one lost sheep, and he leaves the 99 to go and to, to, to reach the one who hasn't repented yet. Um, you know, uh, Jesus says, Luke 14, no, excuse me, Luke chapter 15, verse 7, I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons uh, who need no repentance. Right? So it's always about going and trying to find and to trying to share that message with those who need to repent. Um, then you have the parable of the lost coin, uh, where the, the widow searches for the coin. Again, he's concerned of the one who hasn't repented. Um, the parable of the lost son, um, right? the very familiar parable where the son takes his inheritance, uh, goes and squanders it, comes back, and the father receives him. And the older brother, of course, doesn't understand why. He says, well, because they were lost and now they are found. Um, that, that should be our desire. Uh, so we have to repent, but then we should encourage and hope and pray for others to repent as well. Uh, chapter 16 talks about uh, wealth and uh, being good stewards uh, with all that we have been given. Uh, chapter 16, verse 13 says, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Right? So you, you can't serve both God and money. Um, it doesn't mean money in itself is evil, but the love of money is. And he calls us to be good stewards, which means putting him above everything else, viewing all that we have as coming from him and using it to make a difference. Um, then you have the rich man and Lazarus. Um, and so that we don't know a, a lot of the details here. It's just it's a uh, uh, just a, a parable of, of to, to bring about a bigger point um, that just because you are rich doesn't mean you are righteous. Right? So so many people just to uh, assume, well, that rich man, he's blessed. He must be doing everything right. He's going to be in heaven. Um, well, no. So the rich man here is in, in, uh, separated in hell, and Lazarus is the one in heaven. Um, and I thought it, it's interesting because the rich man says, um, well, please relieve this. Says, no, can't, can't 
cross crossover says, well, go and tell my brothers who are still living, um, um, share with them, let Lazarus go and share with them so that they will repent and not have to go through this. Thought uh, the response is uh, interesting. This is uh, again, chapter 16, verse 30. And he said to them, no father Abraham, but if, if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. That's what the rich man is asking. Uh, but he said to them, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded through one rise, uh, though one rises from the dead. So basically saying, listen, you have all that you need, the prophets and Moses and the teachings, and yet you did not heed them. You did not uh, repent. You did not turn uh, from going your own way. Um, so even if someone were to, uh, a ghost was to go and proclaim this, you're not going to listen, right? Um, very, very interesting that Jesus says that. Um, and basically he's saying, listen, we have all that we need right now um, to believe. It's up to you whether you're going to believe or not. Um, then we uh, have, in, again, in the uh, last of Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 35, you have how to handle uh, disagreement um, with, uh, with your brother or your sister and going through that, um, trying to find um, a, a place where you can find forgiveness and repentance. Um, and then Luke 17 continues on that. Um, uh, the beginning of Luke 7, 17 says, It is impossible that no offense should come. But woe to him through whom they do come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than he should offend one of these little ones. Right? So the intentional offense um, is, is definitely uh, something that we should avoid. But it, there will be those times there is offense. So when we are people offend us, what is, it says, take heed to yourself. This is verse three of chapter 17. If your brother sins against you, so they have offended you. They have sinned against you. And this isn't just offensive because they said, I mean, I, mean, I guess you can bring anything up if you feel offense. It's not encouraging you to be offended. But when people truly do hurt you, what does it say? Rebuke him. All right. Now, that, that's not a harsh thing. We, we look at that term and we think, oh, well, that's just being harsh. No, it's, it's bring it to their attention. That hey, you have have hurt me. You have um, sinned against me. Um, and if he repents, forgive him. So if you do that, if you go through that process, and and they repent, you you must forgive. And if he sins against you seven times, and seven times a day returns to you saying, "I repent," you shall forgive him. Um, right now, again, if, if this is this is something that is very difficult to do. Um, but it also has a requirement on both people's part, um, right? That, that the, the person who does the offending is asking for forgiveness, is repenting, so is desiring to change, right? And is striving to change. Um, then you, you continue, uh, it talks about having faith, uh, faith, the, the mustard seed, um, and how powerful that is, but then it's also very humbling the the rest of what jesus says but guess what you just need to do what i have commanded you to do um not so that you're elevated but because that is your duty um luke chapter 17 starting in verse 11 
Um, he's kind of passing through Samaria and Galilee. So there's kind of a mixture of Jews and Samaritans, which Samaritans were, you know, uh, con- considered uh, separate from the Jews. They were, there was contention uh, between them. And he, Jesus cl- heals 10 lepers and only one returns and it's a Samaritan. Um, and Jesus answered, said, were the, uh, not the 10 others cleansed, but where are the, where are the nine? Were they not found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Right? So just, uh, Ken, how easily we just take things for granted. Uh, Luke chapter 17, starting in verse 20, um, it talks about this day of the Son of Man, the, um, when he will return, kind of that, that future time. Um, I thought this was interesting whenever he talks about the kingdom of God. Um, the kingdom of God is both a real physical place that will ultimately be fulfilled here, uh, but it's also a spiritual understanding. And he says um, uh, the king kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. So we are able to live and interact in the kingdom of God here and now because of what Christ has done, but it is not physically present. You can't point to it and say, well, that's it over there. You can go in and you can come out. No, it's it's a spiritual thing. It's something that is um, within you. Um, uh, chapter 18 um, it talks about, uh, and this is, we're just going to go through the first 14 verses of chapter 18. This is kind of the, the end of Jesus' journey from Galilee uh, to Judea, to Jerusalem uh, in uh, Luke. And it talks about uh, two uh, um, prayers. Um, it says there's a judge who is not God-fearing and also um, doesn't care about people, but yet a widow um, is comes to him and is begging for justice, and he has compassion on her, and he gives her justice. And so the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said, uh, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him? Though he bears long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, he will really, uh, will he really find faith on the earth? Um, so he's saying, um, you know, cry out to God, call on God. Um, if this heartless judge can have compassion, God also will avenge. He will bring justice. Um, and then you have the, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. The uh, uh, Pharisee is up praying, literally saying, thank you that I'm not like this tax collector. Um, uh, look at how wonderful I am. I fast, I pray, I do all the right things. And the tax collector's prayer is this, God, be merciful on me for I am a sinner. And Jesus says, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. All right. So that's going to be it for today. Uh, for Tuesday, let's uh, read the, re- the rest of Luke chapter 18. Also, Matthew 19, um, Mark 10. So Matthew 19, Mark 10 the rest of Luke 18, and we'll also go Matthew 20. 
and that'll that'll get us. So 19 and 20 from Matthew, uh, Mark chapter 10, and the rest of Luke chapter 18. All right, we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend.